Welcome to Sports Central. I'm Rick Drew. I'm Phil Fechner. Well, what would you like to talk about today? Phil? All right, we'll start with the AFL. What about the Andrew Gaff? Hey. Well, I'm a very I'm very concerned about the whole concept. I mean, we've discussed the concept of a red card, uh, and there seem to be uh, a number of people uh, who support my views about that. But what I'm really concerned about is the messages being sent out there, particularly to the younger brigade and to players of a lower level, that you've got even uh, Andrew Brayshaw's father, who actually, so I gather, is quite a wheeler dealer in the uh, Western Australian AFL um, setup over there, saying, let's forgive him, all's well. Well, you know, he's talking about a bloke uh, who's hit his son split open his mouth, evidently it's five teeth now, not three, that they think are going to have to be removed or can't be replanted. He's got a broken jaw. He has to have all his food in liquid form. And his father says, forgive him within three days. Well, I, you know, sure, he may not have deliberately wanted to harm him as much as he did but and forgiveness is part of the life of of we human beings but you, you there there has to be a penalty um handed out sure eight games but then all of a sudden to try and cushion it by saying oh the guy's suffered enough already i would have thought his son suffered considerably more yeah, but he's obviously spoken to his son, and he's at the same opinion as his dad. Otherwise, he wouldn't he wouldn't go against his son. If his son was raving mad over the whole incident, and I'm sure his dad would take a different point of view. Yeah, but you see, he's obviously talked to his son. I mean, they they're good friends. It's hard to believe, isn't it? We're... They are. But the thing the thing that I find is that, and it's not it's not precisely a similar parallel, but it's almost like the code of silence that, say, the mafia operate with, that we know nothing, we do nothing, we support, etc. There's almost this code where um, no matter what happens on the footy field, no one criticises anybody else. Maybe it's part of the fact that maybe uh, there but for the grace of God go I, that it might be the, uh, the boot on the other foot. But I think the reality is it is absolutely ridiculous for him to claim that he meant to hit him in the chest. Well, that's what they're claiming, but... Um, I've watched yeah. the replay, and and uh, they're face onto each other. He's a bad shot if he was going for the chest. That's well, all I can he say. is. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just think that the, the message should be that it would have been smarter for the father to have said nothing. And if they're, they're good mates... Why publicise the fact that they're going to meet with each other? You know, I mean, everybody seems to be sorry after they get caught. Yeah, I probably tend to agree with you, but I think eight weeks is probably around about the right. Eight to 12, I think, was going to be the, the right uh, well, it, penalty. Well, evidently it is the longest uh, suspension handed out, but I think what they've done, and it, this might lead on to uh, our second topic, I think what they've done is work out that they believe that the penalty had to be severe enough that he could not possibly play in any of the 
uh, West Coast finals and, dare I say, grand final if they get there. And I think that's why they made it what it was, because they obviously don't know just how many games West Coast have got up their sleeve this year. You know, it could be uh, if they finish one or two, most likely two, um, and they won their first, you know, they might only play mm. three games. Yep. And so they've covered it with the minor round games to make sure, because I, I personally believe that if West Coast went top, for him to have done what he did, admit that he'd done it, and be a premiership player doesn't sit oh, well with no, me. I don't agree. I wouldn't agree with that. Um, I, I've always been a bit of a believer that, let's say he, he's done his jaw, right, he has done his jaw, so he's out for 12 weeks. You know, let, let's you know, let's say the, se- the season's only just begun. Well, that's what that player should get. What, that, yeah. what he's got to suffer for 12 weeks is what the player that's hit him should get 12 weeks. Actually, it's I've always been a believer yeah. of that. Well, I don't... Eye dis- for an eye type thing. Yep, I don't disagree with that for a moment. And there are, there are sections of the press who are arguing that. That, okay, it's, a, it's an unset penalty in a sense because you're waiting on the injured player to come back. Mm. But I can't for the life of me see why the... The bloke who causes the injury should get to play earlier than the yeah. bloke who suffered. And that's what I'm saying. Um, I mean, it can be just a doctor's um, view. Oh, no, he, he cannot play football for 14 weeks or 12 weeks or whatever. Well, that's his penalty yep. is 14 weeks. Yep. Well, leading, anyway. on, leading on from that, Phil, I reckon, we come up, we, we whiz to the local situation, and we did discuss it uh, last week. But the Williston situation... Um, has there's been a little bit of fuel thrown onto the fire by the uh, president of uh, South Gawler, Luke Officer, who claims that the penalty handed to Williston is not severe enough. Well, the only part I, I probably don't agree with, I think they're going to still play finals, as we worked out yeah. last week, Rick, yeah. I think after the show, that even if they... Their draw looks like they're going to play finals, and they beat Tanunda well, last week, I mean, which is I think that's guaranteed. It. Virtually guaranteed. I think we were. I think we'd sort of proposed mm. that they'd probably make the finals, even yeah, losing to Tanunda, but was given percent better than anybody else. But so. given that they beat Tanunda, yep. they're, they're virtually Home guaranteed. Yep. Now I think, and you you can correct me if I'm wrong, that Luke Officer was claiming that the penalty should have been that Williston shouldn't play in the finals. Now, that's a bit like we've just been talking about yeah. the gaff incident. Well, how many weeks is that? That's right. But the fact is that you could have handed Williston, you could have counted the rest of the minor round yeah, games. and add on three. And, and that's right. So you won't play any more than three So finals. you guarantee yeah. that they um, can't make the finals. Now, you know, I guess South Gawler are the ones who were most likely to take that fourth position and so you may say that there is a little mm. bit of bias there. Yep, but on the other hand, uh, I think, you know, I know there's some the point system with young players and old players. You know that far yep. better than I. But um, I've got a feeling that uh, it is a serious breach. And we've already discussed as well that probably they're a bit unlucky in that they're probably not the only club who's been mm. guilty of it. Yep. They are the club that's been found out, yep. which might be the courtesy of Mr Glenn. Um, but anyway, um, the, the reality is that I wouldn't actually object to the fact that they 
weren't able to play in the finals. I guess the worst scenario would be, given that they've been proven guilty of a uh, financial incentive to sign on players, um, it's unlikely, but just imagine if they actually won the grand final. Yeah, but I suppose the other way of looking at it, just looking, I'm not in favour of either club, doesn't really bother me too much what, what happens. But anyway, um, looking at Williston's point of view is that uh, he's not playing from though this year. So really they've breached nothing this year. And now they're getting penalised this year. Well, that's right. But they've been... Fa- I mean, I guess the argument you use, though, is that, um, you know, someone who gets booked by the police for stealing money from somebody, it might be that they discover they've done it two years down the track. You still get booked. Um, well, what about and you for st- hitting someone in the main street of the... Call them well, street or something. Time, <laughs> time, time will tell. I don't think. I don't think that um, decision has been uh, handed no, down. As, still going. As but, um, yeah, I mean, I suppose they had no benefit out of him this year because I mean they sacked him oh, before true. the season started. Yeah. yeah. I suppose he got I, his I, three grand yeah, a round, did yeah. he? I, I don't well, know how it works. But, I don't um, know, but I don't. I, I don't think it's. I think what it's supposedly serving is to give fair and serious warning to all the clubs Absolutely. that you yeah. can't do yep. this. Um, and it's really Josh Glenn happens to be the sort of meat in the mm. sandwich. Mm. Uh, and, you know, maybe it's Josh Glenn who, who admitted to it. But anyway, that really, in a sense, doesn't matter any longer. Um, the fact is that I think they're attempting to say, listen, we've got to try and cut out this. Now, we've discussed about mm. other ways in which clubs can... Uh, as it were, bend the system to entice people to play for them financially without... Yeah, but she is a good netballer. <laughs> <laughs> and I've heard that as a postman, you deliver little brown parcels to letterboxes on Monday morning yeah, sometimes. Yeah, probably do. Right? Yeah. Anyway, um, while yeah, we're at so that... Interesting, though, it is interesting. It, it is interesting because I, the, the, I'd say they're guaranteed to play in the finals. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I, I would, yeah... And speaking of, uh, we'll jump now to another version of the game, AFLW. Wow, what's happening there? Oh, Phil, There's I a couple just... more teams in this year, well, isn't there? There are. Rick? So and they'll the... make a couple extra matches, won't it? <laughs> Is that how it works? Well, that's, you'd think that's the way it would work, but the AFL in its wisdom have suggested that, A, the two extra teams are coming in, but we're going to have a less number of rounds so that <laughs> they don't even play each other once. Oh. Now, you know, I find that just crazy. I, you know, it, it makes me, uh, and maybe I'm, you know, just trying to look at it this way. It makes it seem to me, they have, the AFL's got plenty of money. They threw bucket loads at it to get an, a, a women's league up and running. Um, but then, with the introduction of more teams, they want to have less games because they think it might get in the way of the early start for the men and the cricket, etc. It seems to me that it's almost paying lip service to the whole concept that politically and socially they've been correct, they've got it up and running, but they it's the sort of <laughs> it's the sort of Clayton's drink, the drink you're having when you're not having a drink, it seems to me. What sort of, I wonder what sort of money they're getting paid, these girls. I mean it's only about half a dozen games, isn't it? So according, that's all there to, is. according to what I've been told, there are about three levels, but the the Top players are getting twenty grand a year. Well, for six games yeah. or six weeks or whatever I it is. I might take it up. 
well, sex change coming up. <laughs> I'm not going to make a comment there. They reckon our local league's thrown a fair bit of money, like the Bross and Light too, has thrown a lot of money into the yeah. into the women's league as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So well, the interesting thing is, and we won't spend it. We weren't going to talk a great deal about it, except it just seems to me a very strange decision. Mm. You increase the number of teams and play yeah, less decrease rounds. The rounds. But, um, <laughs> I, I think the problem is that it's it's going to be different if and when the women reach the elite level of sport, but mm. they're not there, and that's not being a sexist. And it's comment. going to be a long time. It, of course, it's going to be. It's a long going time. to be a long time. It's it's not. None of these girls are going to. They're not going to reach an elite no, level of not. football no, skill. They're not. You know, it might be the ten or twelve year old girls who are yep. starting out. Starting now, now. exactly but right. They're, Spot they're, on. they're another ten years away yeah. from reaching that standard yeah. if Absolutely. they get there. Well, I'm going to go and watch a couple uh, local SNFL ones this year, Rick. Oh right. Um, my niece Nicola Biaggi has been uh, drafted to Central District. She played oh, in the association game, and she got best in two or three of the games, and um, and they got beaten, but. Uh, she obviously stood out, and she's so she's as keen as Mustard. Oh, she's going to start oh, training right. down there, and oh, so I'm going to go and have a look at a couple of those well, games this year. Good. Well, yeah. your coaching must have done it good. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> uh, speaking about footy, yeah. Do you know what the great thing is about having an instant replay? No, is you get a quick close up of the stuff up. Oh. <laughs> As we did on the weekend, As eh? we did on the weekend. Well, I don't know. I, they're still going on about that, but I think we should have kicked a couple of the other goals, shouldn't we? Well, I think that, that, if we'd, we had a, if know, we'd done that, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. Anyway, um, and what about the suburban footy team? What are they, which one? <laughs> Who? Where? Travelling home on the bus. Yeah. They accidentally left their dirty gear in the bus. And the local paper ran an ad the following week. If the person or persons who left their footy gear on the number 19 bus would care to come down to the bus station, they can have the bus. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit on the nose by then, eh? Oh, yeah. Oh, there dear. you go. Well, we haven't got a lot of time no, left. But no, I, thought, I know you've got a mate that's um, yes, I, passed I, away I, this week. Yeah, I thought that uh, I'd just like to uh, uh, give my condolences to the Illman family, Brian Illman. Uh, a little bit older than I was. Uh, he passed away on Friday, aged 80-odd. Um, he played... He's half... older than you. <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> thanks. Um, Sorry. He, uh, he played half a dozen games yeah. for South Australia back in 1960-61 uh, and was also uh, captain of the Glen Earl district side that won a premiership. Uh, and another interesting fact was that he and the great John Halbert not only went to primary school etc together but while John Halbert was playing his league footy with Sturt Brian Illman was the Sturt league footy runner so there's been a very close and and Brian hasn't been well for some time mm. and John Halbert's been a very close buddy of his so um, the uh, it's very sad and I guess it happens eventually to all of us but uh, anyway Brian Illman passed away last Friday. Oh, that's sad news, yeah. isn't it? So, well, that's it for this week. That's Until it. next week, this is Rick. This is Phil. <laughs>